It's time now for The Complete Story with Rich and Dick Bott, a public news and information feature of Bot Radio Network to keep you informed about the most important issues of our day. Now, here is Rich and Dick Bott with today's Complete Story. Well, you know, Rich, over the many years, uh, certainly in my lifetime, uh, I have been aware of many fine colleges and certainly Christian colleges, places where people can really learn something and have a good character. But over the many years since I have become aware of College of the Ozarks, in the middle of Missouri, there at Branson, and then started to visit it and talk to the students and learn more and more about it. You know, over those many years, we have never lost our admiration or respect. It has only increased, hasn't it? It's a wonderful, nationally acclaimed college and uh, is sometimes referred to as hard work you. And I've heard them say that this is where they educate the head, the heart, and the hands. Now, listen to this, folks. Say that again, Rich. Now, listen, folks. Just drink this in. Because if any of these three components are left out, the person is not ready for adult life. What are they, Rich? Well, I've heard that said where they educate the head, the heart, and the hands. And perhaps our guest can elaborate on that today. Exactly. Well, all right. And uh, so we're going to have a good time because we're going to visit with the president of College of the Ozarks, Dr. Jerry Davis. But first of all, Rich, there was a press release that came out that caught our attention because of all of the turmoil across America, uh, absolute loss of respect for the symbols that give people freedom and all of the wonderful things we enjoy in America. You know, a flag represents symbolically uh, something far greater than that piece of material. The Christian flag, my word, you know, the Christian flag represents something. And the United States flag represents something. And uh, go ahead and read this release, Rich. Well, you hear a lot about uh, what's what's happening right now in in sporting events and so forth as it relates to the flag and the national anthem. But this is wonderful. This press release that was put out by College of the Ozarks about the no-pledge, no-play policy. Point Lookout, Missouri. The College of the Ozarks has revised its contract for competition in all sports, adding a stipulation that all participating players and coaches respect the American flag and the national anthem. Quote, the College of the Ozarks will not play in games where disrespect is exhibited toward the American flag or national anthem, said college president Jerry C. Davis. Opponents are pledging to meet the college's expectation for respect of the national anthem and the American flag. Otherwise, our college will not participate. It's a shame sporting events are being used to communicate disrespect for this great country, Davis said. We will not be a part of this. College of the Ozarks is a member of the National Association of Intercollegiate Athletics and has hosted the National Men's Basketball Tournament for the past 18 years. You know, that's sometimes referred to as the NAIA. The NAIA promotes a character initiative and... CFO has received a five-star institution award more than once, Davis said. We don't think disrespect of our country is consistent with the NAIA's character initiative and certainly not within the patriotic goal of this school. All right. Well, Dr. Jerry Davis, welcome to The Complete Story. Tell us exactly what motivated you to, to put that out in such a public way. 
Well, actually, uh, we've been discussing this issue for several months. And since before school started this year, it heated up on the national scene. Actually, we thought we were avoiding uh, problems by serving notice of what our expectations are. Now, it's it's definitely still bubbling around the country. And, uh, you know, basically we're saying um, we're not going to be any part, nor do we want our name used uh, to... Uh, uh, be disrespectful to our country or the American flag, and uh, we modified our agreement with schools who play here of what our expectations are. And uh, if we play somewhere else and disrespect occurs, then we'll, we won't play in the game. They'll just come home. Mm-hmm. So we think uh, it's time for everybody to stand up and uh, say... We need to respect the the country that gives us all the freedoms that we have, and uh, it should not be used because somebody has a particular grievance. I mean, there are a lot of a lot of grievances floating around the culture, but I don't I don't think athletics is a, is a good place to adjudicate those grievances. Now tell me now, uh, College of the Ozarks. Uh, is an integrated uh, school. You have students from almost all over the United States, many, sure. many states, and foreign countries, by the way. Sure. But has your student body reflected in a positive way exactly what the school stands for under your leadership? Uh, absolutely. In fact, our students, they know all about this issue because I addressed probably a thousand of them in the auditorium last week because they need to understand why it's so important that a school like this uh, take a public stand. After all, one of our goals here is uh, patriotic education, and uh, that's reflected in uh, uh, programs we have for veterans, uh, our high school that we operate. uh, Everybody takes uh, patriotic ed or military science here. So we're trying to teach young people uh, about our country, and there's there's too much ignorance of that in the culture nowadays, and uh, we just we're not going to go along with the crowd. I guess is what we're saying. And if schools want to play us, if they play here, they're going to sign our agreement, or, or there won't be a game. And if it happens somewhere else, then we're not going to play in the game either. We just they can they can come home. You know, in in my own way, I am an observer of the scene of America in all of its dimensions. And a graduate of uh, College of the Ozarks never has to go looking and tramping around trying to find a job. The thing I have noticed, sir, is that when your graduates are available, they have a job. They're snapped up. Now, when you you bill yourself as hard work you, can you explain that to us? Yeah, actually, I mean, the students don't don't pay tuition here. They work, and uh, there are no exceptions to that. We have about 1,500 students. We admit about 400 a year out of 4,000 applications. And uh, the, the lab school or the high school that we operate operates exactly like like the college. So the students are getting good work experience in here while they're a student. And their habits, uh, or or 
good because time management is absolutely essential to being successful here. And many of them work in the lodge that the college operates, which TripAdvisor ranked number one small hotel in the United States. And some work on the dairy, some work on landscaping. I mean, wherever there's work needed, our students are doing it, and they uh, they learn from doing that. And that's that's why the Wall Street Journal came up with that moniker, "Hard Work You." And and right. you and you prepare students in how many endeavors? I mean, they can. They can. Your students are going into medicine. Your students are going into engineering. Your students are going into hotel management. Your students are going in every direction in life, but they have one single component. They have good character, I suppose, when you accept them, and they certainly have that grown and advanced when they graduate. Yes, they have to be interviewed to get in here, and uh, character education is important here and that's a great asset to these kids uh we operated a school of nursing um we started a probably since you were last here a school of engineering and uh so you know some of these kids go to medical dental law school like they would at any other college but then we have things like hotel restaurant management um some of the uh graphic arts uh nursing, engineering, you don't find that in a typical liberal arts college. So it's pretty broad here, and their work experiences here could be in one of 75 to 100 different work assignments. So, I mean, it's it's a pervasive thing here. It touches everybody, and, uh, of course, students, they don't graduate with debt. I mean, we don't write loans to start with. We don't write federal loans. We don't write private loans. This is not a loan agency it's a work college and so that's that's another advantage these kids have is that they graduate with no debt and because people have uh, have watched that and become so enthusiastic about it over the many years and we want to talk about the history of the school why you are well endowed by people who believe in what you have stood for over the years and what you continue to stand for because people have put uh, their, their um you see into your endowment because they believe in what you've done and you have fulfilled their their beliefs and their expectations so i guess it's a full circle thing at least that's been my experience in watching very closely that that's right and we like to say people don't give us money to be like everybody else Right, and it's like an investment in the future of our nation. Now, and we've Rich, talked. We've Rich, talk- I want to touch on something here because Bot Radio Network is a Christian radio network, right? One hundred and seventeen stations, and what I'm finding across the country: too many Christian colleges, however we could describe that, are slumping and going along with the flow. And uh, many of their students graduate with an unbelievable debt in college. But more than that, they don't have any job skills, and their academic achievement is not what it should be. So so this has been kind of a sore point with me because schools that have always down through the ages been built as a Christian college, they don't fulfill that expectation with the product they deliver. And you are just the opposite. That's correct. We are, and and we are a distinctively Christian college, and we don't make any apologies for that. 
and uh, we, we're not wavering at all. And you're correct about a lot of uh, so-called Christian colleges nowadays. They don't, unfortunately, uh, stick with their mission, and and they're struggling. And they may, they, some of them may go out of business. And uh, but here it's different. I mean, we we are demonstrating that if you stand for something, that if you're different and that excellence is a part of it, then you don't need to worry about getting applications. You'll get more than you want. Mm, Dr. Davis, uh, I was thinking about, about the history of College of the Ozarks. It's a marvelous history. I believe it was started as a ministry of the Presbyterian Church back at the turn of the century at the beginning of the 1900s. And it, could you share with us, because it's on that foundation that you have built over the decades and to see where the Lord has led it today. That's correct, and uh, I like to say we were founded by an old-fashioned Presbyterian yes. missionary. I mean, in its earliest years, the Presbyterian Church, through missions, started lots of hospitals and schools and orphanages and things like that. And uh, the, the founders here, though they were of the Presbyterian uh, background, they said this was not to be a Presbyterian college, it was to be a Christian college, and that it was to be uh, uh, non-denominational evangelical Christian. So uh, they were pretty wise, I think, in not uh, yes. getting too close to uh. denominationalism. And you've, you've been true to that vision right on through the years till today. Right, we have, and uh, that's a part of who we are. I mean, we still have uh, the Sunday morning chapel requirements. And I mean, what a these and what a beautiful chapel it is! Church kids, anyway. And it's such a beautiful chapel. Uh, oh yeah, cathedral. Listen to hear you talk. And then Rich and I are just smiling at each other back in the studio because we have examined your product. We have talked to the students when we are there. I usually have a car full of people with me, and I just love to, at random, go through the campus, roll a window down, and then ask the student if they can answer a few questions. And invariably, it is a pleasure. In uh, Without exception, I can say that. And they are all in different courses of study, and and, and they come from different denominations. As a matter of fact, that's sure. the last question I ask them. I first of all ask them what their major is, what they're going to do with their life, how from. do they happen to be at this school instead of a 100 others, and on and on and on. And then I say to them, as we are, con- and they're always smiling and responsive and so nice. And then I say, by the way, by the way, uh, are you a Christian? And man alive, that smile just opens up and they say, oh, yes, sir. Oh, yes, sir. That's, uh, that's just something that's universal. But now let me ask you, sir. Sure. Out of 400 applications. 4,000. 4,000 applications each year. You can only accept 10%. What are the characteristics what are the characteristics of the students that you can accept that have already, they're coming then with something that you feel is very important when they're entering college? Yeah, of course, they have to be interviewed here, and uh, they're asked questions about their character and their values to make sure that they're consistent with who we say we are. 
And although students come here from all over the country and all over the world, the great majority come from the Middle America Ozarks region, and uh, the uh, students have to have a strong academic background and, uh, you know, an acceptable ACT score. So, so I mean, you're getting a, a well-rounded student to start with. So, first of all, acceptable academic background. They're already a good student is what I think that means, right. isn't it? They're already a good student. Right. They're already a right. good student. And then also, the idea of hard work you. Now, they come out of there without debt, but uh, they work. And I was thinking about that this morning. Um, being a worker, learning to work, is what a child learns early on. Right. Not how to work, but they learn to work early on. And so just like speaking a language, I can't tell you that I didn't take language lessons when I was a child. I learned that, however. Everything in life you learn as you go along, but learning to work is something either a child learns when they're in, in childhood going through their uh, teenage years and on up through that, they just are workers to begin with. They have learned that like speaking a language. So when you get them as a college freshman, it isn't a big deal. They're already workers. No one's feeling sorry for themselves, are they? Right. Now, that that's, the work program has never been a problem here because it's part of who we are, and they know that. And most, most of these kids coming from small towns and farms have done a little work to start with. And uh, it, it's just an expectation that's never been a problem here. And uh, I can imagine that it would be in some of these uh, East Coast colleges where the lazy snowflakes go to school. <laughs> but they wouldn't make it here. Hey, do- Dr. Davis, I'm, a, I'm assuming that a lot of our listeners hearing this interview would like to know more about CFO, College of the Ozarks, and uh, you're located in Branson, Missouri. Give them the website, and, and if they're coming to Branson for a vacation or some fun, they should also stop by College of the Ozarks and see what, what's taking place there. Oh, but and, wh- How can and, people and, find out more? And, and wait a minute, Rich, and have lunch at the Keter Center. What an opportunity to start the tour. Right. Well, the website is www.cofo.edu. And you can learn all about us by visiting that website. That's right. That's like C-O-F-O. Now, right. uh, just in case someone is getting the wrong idea here, I mean, this is a first-class academic institution in every possible way. So in order to emphasize that, you had Lady Margaret Thatcher speak there. You've had General Norman Schwarzkopf speak there. I think one of the presidents was a Bush or was it a first lady. I mean, you have the best speakers in the country. We've had them both. Also... uh the U.S. the typical guide that parents use pay attention to the U.S. new rankings and well we've been rated one of the top ten colleges in the Midwest for years and uh, the Washington Monthly uh, recently rated this as the best bang for the buck in the Midwest number one and so we make all kind of uh, uh, rating systems that in fact the uh, uh, the 
listing of the most competitive colleges, we were in the top ten ahead of some Ivy League schools. Yeah. So not only are we we have a better character program here than they do, it's harder to get in here than it is some of those places. So I would advise people to visit the website and to if they have somebody who wants to apply, they need to go by those deadlines and don't be late. Dr. Davis, your story was featured one time in Guideposts magazine, and you're one of the longest right. serve one of the longest serving college presidents today. Could you share a little bit with our audience about your background, your history, and how the Lord has worked in your life to where you're serving today? Yeah, I think uh, when I look back at my life, I can see that God clearly had a the Lord had a plan for me. I I just had a hard time. Uh, because we were orphaned, our grandparents raised three grandsons. My grandfather was a pastor and probably the most influential, godly person I think I've ever known. And I was sent away to a work school and uh, had to make it on my own, which I think helps me here because we have lots of kids that Unfortunately, there are a lot more broken homers running around than than when I was coming through. So I think I have a special feeling for them, and I would have never, ever guessed that I would spend, I'm in my 41st year of the college presidency. Most presidencies don't last 10 years, let alone 40. And so I think that's a great, great blessing, and uh, and I, it's just been a, a pleasure to be a part of it and my wife and I have given it 100%. You know, we send a lot of students on mission trips around the world. We send nursing students to Central America and my wife always goes and and we've traveled with students and uh, enjoyed promoting the school and I think the school has been blessed because it has uh focused on what it was intended to be. And as I said earlier, people don't give us money to be like anybody else. We don't have any debt in the college here. We do have a large endowment. Most colleges don't. And I think it all has to do with with mission and uh, the school matches up with my own own life story that you referred to in Guidepost Magazine. And uh, I think that's a pretty accurate description of where I came from in life and I certainly never had a silver spoon in my mouth and my wife and I met at a church camp but we've been married 51 years and so we're we're long termers <laughs> <laughs> well you see Shirley and I've been married 65 years last well, I'm year I'm trying to catch you <laughs> if, you <slow> down. <laughs> if, I'll, if I'll just slow down a little huh uh, uh, now here's the thing well because yeah, I'm thinking I'm thinking as I'm listening to you talk, um, it was somewhere in the late 1960s, uh, maybe 1970, somewhere in there, that I first visited College of the Ozarks. Right. And I remember, I remember how impressed I was. I remember how impressed I was, the beauty of the campus, because it was so clean and uh, the yard, the grass, the flowers, the whole campus, everything was so good. And then as I inquired and I found 
the way the students work, and that's how they earn tuition, by they working, because there's jobs all over the place that have to be filled, and students right. are able to do that, and then come out with a four-year degree, debt-free, well, that was just remarkable, and uh, and it was, it, it, I, I can remember, it was, now listen to the folks, I'm talking to the audience now, you have to visit this place because when you see the students, you have a chance to talk to them. You have a chance to just kind of get the feel of the place. You think, wow, this is where I want my son or daughter. This is where I want my grandson or daughter. What a privilege because they will be also mixing. And hear what I say now. They will be mixing with young people of like values and aspirations. Someone said your best aptitude is a good attitude. And when you're mixing in that kind of a student body, everybody is uplifted. And of course, leadership, such as you've been providing, Dr. Davis gives the whole thing, it's, um, it's, uh, it's, it's mobility, I guess. And that's how you've been able to attract the type of people who come to the campus. Uh, it was just a few years ago, I know you had people there uh, that were worldwide leaders to speak to the campus that had never been to the typical type, uh, you know, smaller school, and yet and yet they were there. Right. We had Benjamin Netanyahu, Margaret Thatcher, President Ford, President Bush, uh, you know, Ben Carson's been here a lot. I mean, I mean, everybody who comes here says the same thing: is that why aren't there more colleges like this in America? Because this school reflects the building blocks upon which the nation was made. And I don't think people ought to be surprised at our attitude with regard to the national anthem. I mean, we we I mean, we're thankful. We live in a country like this that God has blessed America, and we're not going to be any part of of a, a game or anything else that um, is disrespectful to this country or the flag. That's, just... that's right, Dr. Davis, and kind of circling back to how we began this program, the no pledge, no play policy that you announced for right. a College of the Ozarks. I was wondering what kind of reaction you've received from some of the uh, other schools and the, the, the teams that you're playing against? Well, that's a very interesting question. Actually, uh, most of the colleges that we play have no problem signing that agreement. Uh, maybe one or two wouldn't. Uh, they tend to be public schools. Um, but we, are, we will not play in a game where someone takes a knee or turns their back or shakes their fist at the national anthem of the American flag, no matter where the game's played. And that's that's part of your character initiative, part of your character education and the patriotic right. goal of the school. Now, listen, I, I want to mention the two books that you've written because people can order those books, I suppose, any number of places. I know Amazon.com also carries them. But yeah. the one book is The Miracle of the Ozarks. Uh, and that's the history of the school and about the school. And the other book is The Four Generals. Tell us about that one. Right. There are four kids that came here years ago that became generals. Uh, so that book, Four Generals of Hard Work You, 
uh, is interesting. Uh, the current chairman of the Board of Trustees is a retired four-star Marine general who was the chief pilot for President Reagan. That was a combat pilot in Vietnam. And I'm working on another book, which will be called Honor on the Battlefield, Dishonor at Home, which is about the Vietnam War. And, you know, we've sent students and veterans all over the world. I've been to two trips with students and veterans back to Vietnam. And, uh, you know, those who served over there served with honor. They certainly were not treated that way when they got home. And so I've always wanted to write about that. I had two brothers that served during that time. And, uh, you know, that book should come out probably by spring. We hope that it does. Yeah. So uh, we we like people to visit. You know, we have memorials that have been built here. Uh, the Gold Star Family Memorial from Missouri, the Missouri-Vietnam Memorial is at the front of the campus, and next April we'll dedicate the Korean War Memorial. So we're trying to make a, a statement and remind the public that uh, freedom is certainly not free, and we don't want to forget those that paid for it. All right, folks, our time is running out, but remember now these two books, Miracle of the Ozarks. You can get that from Amazon.com. It'll be at your house in 48 hours, my word. And the other one is The Four Generals. Both of these books are by Dr. Jerry Davis. And the, and the website is cfo.edu. All right, this is Dick Bott with my son, Rich, uh, with this chapter of The Complete Story as a public service, and I'll see you later. 